The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, Happy New Year. I forgot to say it last week. I'm saying it this week. I hope you are ready for a blessed and fulfilling New Year. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage mothers. We remind you of your amazing value on this planet because you're the ones raising the next generation often. All right, get ready to laugh. This guy, not only does he have terrific advice for moms today, but he's got a sense of humor. Author and father of four, Ken Swarner. I forgot to ask him how to pronounce his name, but Ken Swarner is in the Channel Mom House today to share the hilarious side of parenting struggles when our kids misbehave, even when they're in their 20s. Ken knows that our kids' misbehavior can be embarrassing, but also instructive. He's going to help us with that. He'll discuss the importance of dads as well, the problem of missing dads, and why dads need to lead their families when it comes to faith. That's all coming up in just one minute on Channel Mom. Do you know someone feeling scared as they face an unintended pregnancy? For 40 years, the compassionate care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice, letting them know they're not alone. We offer advocacy, resources, and mentoring to bring them beyond their fearful situation to a hopeful path forward. Your generous support of Alternatives helps change lives with a one-time donation or monthly sponsorship, providing counseling, medical care, and education. Give today at You Have Alternatives. Alternatives.org. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at channelmom.org. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back to the show. Please do remember alternatives. I love what they do. I've been there many times to visit the the folks who run alternatives, and they just have a such a gentle, compassionate, lovely way. Um, they're champions of moms and champions of women. So if someone is going in there and, and frightened and worried about what's facing them in a pregnancy, they're just so good about it, so unjudgmental, just lovely folks. And uh, you can help them by giving to them as well, praying for them. You can find them at youhavealternatives.org. All right, a little mom market shout out to our moms across the nation who listen to us. I'm so grateful for you guys, grateful for our podcast listeners. Please tell your friends we're on podcast. They can get us wherever they get their favorite 
podcasts. I'd love to to get some more folks in our podcast audience, and we're going to try to figure out a new way to uh, engage our podcast listeners this year with groups and so on. Also, our friends in Salem, Oregon, Oklahoma, Omaha, and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Springfield, Illinois, Colorado Springs, Idaho, right here in Denver as well, and in Montana as well. I found out we have a radio station in Montana. That's so awesome. Montana's all the rage because of uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that. I confess, I watch it sometimes, but it's a little profane and out of control, that show. Uh, all right, let's get to something better. Our guest today, his book is Why Did God Give My Kids Free Will? And the subtitle is He Could Have Waited Until They Moved Out. So true. His name is Ken Swarner. He's also the author of Whose Kids Are These Anyway? Uh, he's been married to his high school sweetheart for probably more than 33 years now and raising four children, although he tells me that they're now empty nesters, and so they're camping and running around the country and enjoying themselves. Um, he does a lot of other things. I'm not going to get to all of them. But, yes, he is the author of Why Did God Give My Kids Free Will? Welcome to Channel Mom, Ken. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes, we are glad to have you. And, you know, I... I, you know, I was a multitasking mom this morning, and I thought of some of the hilarious stories shared in your book because my my daughter, who has managed to save enough money to go to Hawaii at age 20, my husband and I haven't even been, and she's off in Hawaii, <laughs> so I'm taking care of her girlfriend's little dog, one of those itty-bitty dogs, and uh, along with my dog, which is a basset hound, and they don't get along, and the, the itty-bitty dog is geriatric, so it needs a bunch of medication, and I have to separate them when I give them medication or the other dog will try to eat it. So I'm doing all that. I'm making my son breakfast because he's a about to fly out uh, today and and go to my kids are jet setters. He's going to to uh, the wine country in California. So so I'm making breakfast. I'm feeding dogs medicine. I'm letting them out to go potty. I'm trying to get myself breakfast. I'm trying to get myself ready for the show. I'm telling my husband about medicine for the dog when I leave. So you know it's one of those days. And I think and I was all proud of myself for multitasking. And I thought I am getting so much done. I'm also on the computer typing things. And I look at the eggs I'm making my son. I grab the pepper. And fail to <laughs> do the part that has the holes in it. I do the part that's like get all the pepper at once that's in the container. And so I pour pepper, like the half the jar of pepper all over my son's eggs. And that oh, was the no. end that was the end of multitasking. But you have even better stories than that as a dad. And I just want to tell people today, the reason I had you on is because you touch on so much good stuff. You touch on the fact that our kids do have free will, which means they do sin, they do misbehave, it's embarrassing to us. We are imperfect parents. We have not raised them perfectly. So so that comes with a lot of baggage and a lot of struggle. And and you're saying, look, I, I'm gonna reassure you today about some ways you can manage all that, you know, uh imperfection and and how to move on and God's plan for imperfect parents. You've got six parenting and marriage issues you touch on in the book. Uh, you also talk about dads and the issue of missing dads and why kids need their dads to lead them forward with faith. So that's why I had you on because you got so much great stuff. But I, I want to give you one little quick thing. We have something we call the show setup soundbite. So I went looking for, for misbehaving children. And so many of them were so awful that I thought, I can't even air these. Um, you know, it, it, I couldn't. It was profane. And all that. So I thought I just, I, I went through an hour's worth of like nanny and stuff like that, super nanny. And I just couldn't find anything that was, you know, suitable for airing on our show. So I finally went back to an old standby that went viral, what, 12 years ago? Um, and it's kids misbehaving. It's the very fam- famous Ouch Charlie video. Ah, Charlie. Charlie bit me. 
toddler and the parents filming it because he thinks it's funny so i thought this is classic this is what happens in our homes kids misbehaving parents being bad etc etc i mean do you remember that video yeah (laughs) yeah i haven't heard that in a long time yeah 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 it's very i just i the worst part of it is is that the parents filming it while the baby's biting into to the point of making the child bleed i think all right so let's go back to the book the title is why did god give my kids free will and the subtitle is we he could have waited until they moved out amen to that so why did god give children free will I think there's, you know, there's there's more than one answer to that. I mean, for for starters, uh, because it brings the parents closer to him. Yeah. Because, you know, our our children are are, you know, before I had kids, I thought I was the most patient and pious person yeah. in the world. Yeah. And then I had children and found out, no, I actually have a much wider spectrum of both love. And impatience. Yeah. And and it was God who I, I I just had to turn to Him for the support and the and the help, especially just because so many things happen in the middle of the night, right? And you know, yeah. especially in the middle of the night, I can't call my mom or you know friends or whatever. And so uh, that's one of them. Second is uh, because He wants a relationship with my children. And and making them robots isn't going to help them either grow in their relationship with God, even though that can take many decades uh, for them to find their way. But I, I think that it's all about having that relationship with God, and that's what free will does for us. Well, yeah, and free will goes hand in hand with sin because of the fall. Yep, and that's and, right. and yep. so it, it is interesting how your kids free will that leads to sin makes you deeply aware of your own free will that adds to sin. So, so this beautiful humility (laughs) comes out in being a parent. Um, And, and, and you share your own humbling situations. You you start the book talking about how your own kids behave badly and how there, there's this fact that we all have to deal with is that our kids are badly behaved and they're raised by us as imperfect parents. And it can be very embarrassing for moms and dads, especially in this culture where we're sharing everything on Facebook and Pinterest and, and Instagram that makes us look good. So, so when something comes out that does not make us look good, we're deeply embarrassed and upset about it. So, so what would you say God's plan is for imperfect parents? How do we function when we think I'm so bad at this and my kids are so badly behaved, even in their twenties, I I deal with things like this. Um, and, and so do many other in thirties. I mean, we're all dealing with kids who don't behave well all the time. And even as they're become adults and, and us as imperfect parents, I mean, I question as I watch my kids grow and, and, and they both do a lot of things well, but they also do things not so well. And I think, oh my goodness, my, my mistakes are out there now for the public to see so so what is god's plan for imperfect parents yeah i think you know um in parenting there's so much you know opportunities to fall into that trap i call shame and that's true like in the workplace and in relationships shame really burdens us as human beings and 
I don't believe that God wants us to be ashamed. God wants us to grow. And it's through adversity is the only times I've discovered that I grow. Yeah. Now, when everything's going great, actually, I, I tend to go to the sin of pride. And when things aren't going well, I go to the sin of shame. And really, both of those have no place, no healthy place in my development and my kids' development. Yeah. So I believe God's giving us these opportunities to, to experience the highs and lows, but to remember He's in charge. It's about trust. And so when I'm in the place of shame, I'm not trusting God. And when I'm in the place of pride, I'm not trusting God. So yeah. these things really try to help me stay focused on what reality really is. Yeah, my devotion is, yeah, and my devotion this morning was just about that, to trust the Lord at all times, not just whenever yep, you feel like right. it. And, and yeah, that's huge. I'm going to read a little excerpt from your book because, I, you know, I, <laughs> I I was crying. Like I noted the fact that tears were running down my cheeks in a good way because I was laughing so hard at some of the stuff you write. And and you were talking about every dad's dilemma and that the title of this chapter is Honor Thy Father. And every dad's dilemma is he can never find any tape. All of the tape rolls are out and he can never find any batteries. But but here you're talking about tape. And, and first you were looking for scotch tape and then, and then you went to masking tape and then you went to duct tape. But but here's your dilemma when you were looking for the masking tape. Um, here's how it starts. Next, I rummaged through the hall closet. Where's all the masking tape? We used it to make a fort in the kitchen, my son explained. But mom made us take it down. I blew a sigh of relief. Good. So bring me the tape you used. I can't, he replied. Why? Because we rolled it into a ball and played soccer in the backyard. So where's the tape now, I asked. Stuck to the chimney. And I was just in tears about that. <laughs> that. Then, of course, first they make a fort. Then they're like, okay, mom won't let us do this. So let's roll it into a soccer ball. They kick the soccer ball up to the chimney and it's stuck to the <laughs> chimney. And I thought, that's a, quite a vision. So, you know, you, you do use humor. How I used to say when I, I have tips for mom, and I used to say, you know, if, if, if you feel like crying about it, try to, to make humor out of it. How do you use humor as a parent and how can you advise mothers when they're just at their wits end to insert humor? Yeah, because what, what's the what's the choice? Uh, we you know, you either spend the time beating yourself up or just spend it being so frustrated over things that I have no control if my children are going to take the tape. For in the first place, and then make a soccer ball out of it. I mean, you can think you're in control, but you're not. Those yeah. things happen every single moment. So uh, the healthy choice is to be lighthearted, to, to uh, look at those kind of moments as just normal. That's just normal kid behavior. They're learning. They're trying things out. They get in trouble, and then they have to make amends and all of those things. you got to hold them accountable. But you don't have to raise your blood pressure while holding your children accountable. It's, yeah. just, it's a choice. Yeah, it is a choice. And you do have to stop yourself. I used to lock myself in the yep. prayer closet as long as I made there were, you know, made sure there were no sharp objects or knives around while I left my kids alone for a minute. <laughs> when I, you know, yep. and I would lock myself in the prayer closet until I could calm down and and yep. and make light of it. I, I agree with you. You do need to do that. Otherwise, you're going to scream and you're going to feel horrible about yourself. So, so right. yeah, it's great advice. All right, so you touch on sixth 
parent, six parenting and marriage issues um, that you talk about in the book. We won't go to all of them because I do want to get to the issue of missing dads and how key fathers are when it comes to the formation of a child's faith, more so than moms. I hate to admit that, but more so than moms. So um, you, you t- you, here are two things you touch on that I thought moms would be really interested in. You say this, we should show, not tell, when modeling good Christian values to our kids. And you also say every child deserves to have someone in their lives who doesn't pass judgment on them, no matter what decisions they make. So can you talk about those two Uh things? Yeah. So uh, if there's any one thing I learned in parenting for 30 years was that when you lecture to a child, they aren't listening. They, they, their eyes, you can kind of see it. Their eyes start glossing over. They've got a little story going on in their head. You think you're, you know, pontificating, you know, these amazing things you want to talk about, but they've tuned you out, especially moms. My wife will always say that, you know, uh, mom's job is to keep everyone safe and clean and all that. So especially kids start tuning them out. But what you do, they don't miss that. So if you're sitting there talking about, you know, you need to be kind to your neighbors or, you know, kind to people, and then they watch you go do the opposite, that is what they're learning. They're always, always watching. And so what dad does, because dads typically are a little bit more quiet, they maybe don't lecture as much as mom does. When dad does something, man, the kids notice. And so... Research says that when dad goes to church and takes the kids to church, kids are way more likely to grow up and be church-going because dad's actions really spoke volumes. Interesting. Even if mom doesn't go to church. If mom doesn't go to church, but dad does, kids still go to church as adults more. So they're watching, they're watching our actions, not our words. So, so we can march around and say, you know, believe, trust God and read the Bible. But if, if, if we're not, you know, following through with actions that make, you know, clear that we're in the Bible every day or we're going to church or whatever, it it won't have nearly the impact. But you do share some statistics. I'm going to touch on those because you've gone there with, with the dad, the importance of dads. And we do talk to moms a lot on the show, but, but moms need to know the importance of dads as well. You, you cite a Barna survey. That reveals that 73% of U.S. parents are concerned about their children's spiritual development, concerned about it. And then you uh-huh. say something about what you, you know, you kind of cite what you just talked about, which is that if mom goes to church but dads don't, only 3.4% of children in that environment will grow up to be regular churchgoers. So less than 4% of kids that we're all moms right. the only one going to church are going to go to church themselves. And then if dad goes to church... of those kids will grow up to be regular churchgoers. Now, I'm going to throw one other stat in there just to make it really complicated. We now live in a nation where 40% of children are born out of wedlock, and we have a Mm -hmm. ton, millions and millions and millions of missing dads. So what do you say to the mom in the mix right now whose husband or lack of a husband is concerning her because either he doesn't go to church or he's not there how, what do we do with that predicament if, if dads are influential in developing a child's faith? Yeah. Well, first, any mom out there who's single parenting, I mean, God bless you. I mean, what I, I think about how hard it was for my children, but two of us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, two is easier. You can, you can play a zone defense. Uh, single moms, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, it's just, it's amazing 
the uh, amount of work that is and, and also just how impressive it is that they're able to do that. But um, dads, you know, dads have a role. Dads, make, you know, they'll tend to make their kids take more risks. We, we are rough and tumble. We teach our kids uh, resiliency. We let them play with uh, fire and, and sharp objects so that yeah. the child can test those boundaries and become more resilient. And it's so important to have dads in the mix. Dads are, you know, um, more uh, safety focused. We teach our, our kids how to how to you know, in, interact with the world and learn how to do that safely. Or how to you know, defend on themselves. On on on. How to defend themselves. My husband was all about yep. that with our kids. Um, he, right. he thought I had to, and I didn't even think of that. Like, how do you defend yourself on the playground? I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't saying, you know, whip out the weapons, but he was, he was yep. definitely trying to lead them to think about that and how to, to rightfully defend themselves. All right. I want to get to a couple yep. other quick points because you, you, this book, Why Did God Give My Kids Free Will by Ken Swarner is rich with, with terrific advice for parents. You suggest that when we judge other parents, what are we actually doing? Yeah. Judging ourselves. I mean, that's all we do as human beings. I mean, just take notes. Grab a piece of paper and a pen today and write down every time you judge yourself, every time you shame yourself, mm-hmm. every time you criticize yourself. You'll be shocked if you've never done that. That's what we do. And so to make ourselves feel better sometimes, or typically we tend to judge other people about the things that bother our about ourselves yeah you'll see there's a lot of times you'll see someone do something you go, i don't care but then you really focus on somebody else's behavior and if you really dive into it you probably judge yourself about that too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that is and a really god doesn't want us to do that to judge others and and judge ourselves yeah 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 yeah. In the bible <laughs> yeah 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 that's the reason yeah. grace is so significant in the story of the bible Absolutely. as we need to offer it yeah. to ourselves too you know i wanted to give comfort and encouragement to moms who've got teenagers today that are pushing yeah. them away or, or rejecting their yeah. advice because i'm at that stage now you know with our my 20 year old kids home I, my daughter still listens to me a little bit more than my son but you know he, my well, son's sure. 24 and i think i feel like i'm done like, I just don't know that I can get them to listen to any of my advice. But but tell us, what is what is the good part of the fact that our, our teenagers or our, our young adults are pushing us away? Because biologically, they're supposed to move out and go on their own. So if they're not, they're, that's probably a bigger problem than the fact they're pushing you away. Yeah. They're supposed to get independent and move out. <laughs> yeah. My, my last one's still at home, 19, but, you know, on his own, right? He's out of school and getting ready for... Uh, I think he's going to go into the trades of some sort. But, yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. Now, of course, that didn't stop him from bringing a couch home from his girlfriend's house. <laughs> and the reason I know he put the couch in his room is because both sides of the door jam are now all scraped up. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> he probably did it when you weren't around, though, Dad. Um, exactly, <laughs> and that's why he needs to move out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. You do get to that point. And I, I broke down yeah. when my kids, you know, one, one's in law school, one's in college. I broke down when my kids left. But but you do get to that point where you think, oh, it's better if they go out and, and live on their own. Exactly. I, I do. I do want to recognize, and I want you to give one little last bit of advice before we tell people how to find you in the book. But you say in the book, incidentally, we should thank our wives and moms, too, for supporting us and the children. That's no small matter. So you recognize the great 
importance of mothers, even though you are telling uh, or, or sharing this book from a dad's perspective. But but last advice, Ken, we, we, we touched on a lot of stuff and I don't want moms to w- walk away overwhelmed and, and moms that don't have dads in the home to think, oh my goodness, my kids aren't going to be churchgoers now. I, I, I know you want to offer reassurance and, and grace. What is the big overarching lesson of why did God give my kids free will? Because he loves your children as much as you do. And that's in their best interest. Mm-hmm. And he has their back. You know, your, I think our job as parents is to love our children unconditionally and to be that one person in this entire world that's not always easy to live in, that that child always knows somebody loves them unconditionally. And grandparents do that, for sure. I have grandkids now. But moms and dads, you know, your kids are going to not going to do exactly what you want them to do. They're going to make choices you're not happy about. But it doesn't mean we can't love them unconditionally anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way God loves us unconditionally. And we just have to Thank put, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. We just have to put that in our mind and just think, I'm going to forgive them. Right. I'm going to forgive them no matter what. And, I, and they need to know that I'm, I'm the person that's going to love them yep. no matter what. And that God is the God that's going to love them no matter what. So terrific advice. Ken, how do people find your book, Why Did God Give My yep. Kids Free Will and, and You? You'll find it at ChristianBook.com and at Amazon.com. Okay. Uh, the the yep. book, once again, Ken Swarner, Why Did God Give My Kids Free Will? He could have waited until they moved out. Yes, he could have, but he didn't, and he teaches us lots of lessons that way. Uh, thank you so much, That's Ken, it. for being on Channel Mom. God oh, bless thank you. Thank you. All right, yeah, take God care. God bless you, too. Thank you. Thanks to Jim at the controls. Thank you, James. He was, he's always so good about playing those sound bites exactly when I need them. Uh, this is my little reminder that you can still buy my book as a gift. Mom, you're amazing. You can get it at momyouramazing.com. And also, the time in the show, I thank every single mom. I know you work hard. I know you feel overlooked. I know you worry that it's not going to go well. I know that you worry about how your kids are going to grow up. Try not to worry. You do so much good work. God bless you for it. Thank you so much for tuning into Channel Mom. Happy New Year. Have a blessed weekend. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit ChannelMom.org and click Donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.